Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey, and I am writing solo this week. So unfortunately, we had a very limited window in which we could record and get the edit turned around in time for Monday, and we have missed that window. So Jude will not be here this week, but given the short time that I have to edit this, I decided to try and bring back something that we tried to test during the Hawkeye run, and I think even a little bit earlier than that, where we give you the most important MCU news we think that has happened that week. Now, normally when we did it, we would have just one news article, but since this is going to be an episode dedicated to the news, I have decided to handpick three of the most important MCU news of the week. Uh, so I did spend some time Googling and checking Reddit, as well as other sources online to really sift through uh, everything that's been happening in the MCU lately. And I do want to say this, I do not advise this because since we are so close to Doctor Strange, it is impossible to Google MCU news without accidentally being spoiled for stuff. So luckily we live in a era of the MCU where everything with the multiverse is so wild that at this point I can't distinguish between what is or isn't a real leak. Uh, so I do feel covered in that regard, but uh, if you're trying to remain as spoiler-free as possible, I highly advise not looking up anything with the MCU right now. So rely on this episode. I got your back. I'm going to try and get through all this news with the most minimal amount of spoilers possible so that you can enjoy this without having to worry about those leaks. So like I said, this is going to be the three most important MCU updates that I have found this week, starting with this one. For people who are looking to get all of their MCU goodness under one roof, we are one step closer to finally having that achievable. Uh, starting on March 16th, we are going to be getting Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Punisher, The Defenders, and all seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Disney+. So, of course, at least with the Netflix shows, these are shows that are a little bit more mature in content, definitely in terms of violence and adult-oriented situations. So it's no surprise that when these shows debut on Disney+, Plus, it will also simultaneously unlock the parental controls that Disney+, Plus will be adding to the service. You can expect things like content rating restrictions and pin number locks per profile to help designate who gets to see what content. Now, I gotta say, I'm actually really excited about this because, one, I, of course, want all my Marvel content under one roof, especially as it pertains to the MCU continuity. However, I can't help but wonder, with these new parental controls, does that mean at some point we will get to see Deadpool join Disney+. Plus? And what does it say for shows like Moon Knight? Although it has been confirmed to have a TV-14 rating, along with all the other Disney Plus shows for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I can't help but wonder if we'll start to see a trend where these shows get a little bit more mature in content. Uh, a lot of the conversations around Moon Knight seems to be how much more brutal and dark and heavy that that show is going to be, and if this is a corner of the universe that Marvel's exploring, maybe the next time we see a show centered around things related to Moon Knight or characters of that ilk, we get a little bit more mature content. You know, I know Jude and I have talked about it before that just because something gets an R rating doesn't necessarily make it better or necessary and is a very fine line between necessary and gratuitous. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the MCU handles uh, a more mature audience. So once again, all those Netflix shows as well as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be joining Disney Plus on March 16th. Uh, it'll be available on Disney Plus in the U.S., Canada, U.K., 
Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and sneak in one more smaller news bit within this first one so you get a bit of a double dose. Uh, I want to go ahead and let people know that an ad-supported subscription option is coming later in 2022 and internationally in 2023 for Disney+. Plus. So pricing or a launch date has not been announced yet, but it is nice to see that there will be an option for people to subscribe to Disney Plus at a cheaper rate with ad support. One thing that has me curious, and this is a conversation that never made the podcast because as we've talked about before, the Agent Carter review we started never got to see the light of day, but we discussed how we could clearly feel where the ad breaks were in that show because it was a show that was designed for network TV. Now, this is never something we've run into before on other content we have reviewed, like Daredevil or the other Disney Plus shows, because clearly those were made for streaming services. What I can't wait to find out is where they're going to insert those ad breaks into the content itself and whether or not that disrupts the flow uh, without that built in. You know, I've never written TV before, but if you ever gone back and watched old shows, you can really see how the show frames its acts around ad breaks. So yeah, just something I'm curious about and cannot wait to see what they do. So moving along into the next most important MCU news update of the week, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie are fighting? Personally, I took this as a joke, but to set the stage, Yahoo Entertainment correspondent Kevin Pollowy had an interview with Sebastian Stan while he was promoting his new Hulu original movie, Fresh, where Sebastian Stan said, quote, Oh no, Anthony, first of all, hasn't returned a text of mine since November of 2021. So we're taking a break. I sent a picture of my Christmas tree and I got nothing in return, end quote. So if you are familiar with any of the press events that surround Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, or even Tom Holland, you know there is constant ribbing that goes on among those three people. So personally, I'm not taking this seriously that they're quote-unquote fighting, but uh, Kevin Pollowy of Yahoo Entertainment says, Can someone explain to me why some folks seem happy about this? Genuinely ignorant to it. And I thought he might be joking too with the whole Christmas tree picture, but if he is, he's really selling it. So again, I don't personally believe they're actually fighting, especially because Sebastian Stan goes on to talk about how much he admires working with Anthony Mackie and how much he loves and respects the work that he does. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm assuming things are just peachy. Now, with all the facade of the drama aside, if you watch the video, Sebastian Stan actually goes on to give a hint at what to expect in Captain America 4. Now again, I did say I was going to keep this as spoiler-free as possible, so if you are personally trying to avoid all news about Captain America, I would suggest skipping ahead, but it's very general and I don't think it spoils too much. With that being said, Sebastian Stan goes on to compare Captain America 4 to the movie Rocky. Now, I don't know exactly what he means by this because there's still so little known about Captain America 4, but it invokes feelings of an underdog, which is something that seems to be a running theme in Rocky. I also can't help but think of one of the famous Rocky lines. It ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. You know, persistence is definitely a trait within the Captain America character, so I can see where the Rocky comparisons are coming in. What I do want to note that feels a little bit more concrete is if Sebastian Stan is close enough to be able to compare whatever it is they're working on to Rocky, that makes me think he will for sure be involved. 
you know, you could make the assumption that Anthony Mackie is just letting them in because they're close friends. But given that Anthony Mackie has not returned to tech since 2021, I'm going to assume Sebastian Stan might actually have more hands-on experience with Captain America 4. So, yeah. Hopefully those two patch things up and get back to texting each other once more. But until then, we will be patiently waiting for Captain America 4. Finally... This might be blasphemous because it is MCU need to know after all, but we're going to switch gears and talk about the Batman. Now, the reason why I'm introducing this into one of the most important topics of this episode is so often whenever other directors weigh in to the MCU, it is often met with criticisms about how the MCU is not filmed. Because I don't want to deal in that negativity, I thought it'd be fun to spotlight director Matt Reeves, who actually had some very positive things to say about Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. When asked about making an MCU movie, the Batman director had this to say, quote, I have such respect for Kevin Feige and also for the filmmakers, but to be honest with you, I just don't know how I would make my way through that. There has to be some level of discovery for me where I have some freedom to find my way. If I have to come into something that's already set too firmly, then I think I would get lost, and I don't think they would be happy with me either. So again, he does have some pretty high praise for the people involved with the MCU, but it just doesn't seem like it's his style. Now, outside of wanting to introduce this because of having seen the Batman this weekend and absolutely loving it, I thought it'd be interesting to pose this question to you. Again, with the Batman... Part of what is special about this entry in the DC side of things is that it is a Batman of its own universe. Now, if I can interject my own opinion here, I really feel like the DC side of things is operating at its highest when it's focusing on standalone stories in contrast to what the MCU is doing. So I am a huge fan of seeing them take these swings, even with things like Joker, which I didn't like, but I still applaud the effort. And with the Batman, I think they have found another wonderful success in the DC belt. So to pose the question I was teasing earlier, if you could choose one MCU character to get the Batman treatment, where it's its own separate universe and story with no restrictions for the continuity that has been set with the MCU, which character would you like to see get its own universe story? Be sure to let us know both on Twitter and Instagram at MCU need to know. Very curious to hear what you think. So like I said, I tried to sneak in the Batman here just because I wanted to talk about how excited I am for this movie. In fact, I don't think it's been since the Nolan trilogy that I have been this pumped about a Batman film. But rather than spend a lot of time talking about what I thought about the movie, I also wanted to highlight uh, two Friends of the Pod's work. Of course, if you're familiar with TK from There Was an Idea, she recently just put out a bonus episode of her impressions of the Batman. So you can find that linked in the show notes as well. But if reading is more your style, our friend Sean from The Caption Life has a written review up on The Batman 2. So those are two friends of ours that we'd like to spotlight some of their work. Uh, check the show notes to go here and read their thoughts on the latest entry in the DC Universe. So I think that's going to do it for this episode, but I'd be very curious to hear if you would like to see MCU news you need to know find a way back into the show or some other form. Jude should be returning to the podcast next week, where I am pretty sure we will return to our Doctor Strange review that we teased out on social media. Again, I recognize not everybody uses social media, so I want to go ahead and take advantage of this opportunity to foreshadow what we'll be recording next week to ask you, the listener, a question. 
Uh, I'll link it in the show notes as well, but we did ask people on social media, what is the first scene that you think of when you think of Doctor Strange from 2016? I'd be very curious to know. So if you want to weigh in, feel free to reach us through the Discord, which you can find a link for in the show notes as well. Or if you brave those social media waters, you can always find us at MCU Need to Know on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to help the show out even more, you can leave a rating review both on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, it is a recent update where you can actually leave a star rating on the Spotify side of things. So if you can find some time in your day to do that, that will help us out a lot, especially if you leave a written review on iTunes with any feedback that you might have for the show. Everything you say will go into making a better show for you, the listener. And of course, one of the best things you can do is share this podcast with a friend to help grow this show by word of mouth. Uh, we're getting pretty close to Moon Knight debuting on Disney+, and we would greatly appreciate any and all new listeners to help us grow the show. Of course, we'd also like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work on the SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. What are you doing? Wait, you expecting something more? It's it's just me this week. There's no there's no in tag. Go get get out of here. I didn't mess up once. This is what they call a one take. That's not true. That's not true at all. This episode is now at thirty two minutes. I guarantee you, the final cut's probably going to be something like fifteen minutes. So. There's no such thing as a one take when it's just me. (laughs) All right, bye. Get out of here.